All right, everybody. Speaking of the big dog, I'm going to give Diggs a call here, but you are listening to our 87th episode of the Totally Corrupt Podcast. And uh, we'll give the captain a jingle here and uh, see what's new in the world. Here we go. Oh, and if you'd like to participate, you can give us a call at 206-399-5063. We might put you on. Let's give him a call. This is the captain speaking. We still having technical difficulties. Are we ready for takeoff? Uh, we are cleared for uh, takeoff. We're, we're leaving, departing the gate. Yeah. Uh, so, I just learned that Bob Dole passed away today. 98 years old. Really? Yeah. It's almost like a Mandela effect. Some people are like thinking he already died. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because he's just been around so long. I mean, he's. I have a 97 year old grandmother. And uh, she's doing great, you know? Bob Dole was like, you know, one of those farm kids. There's a lot of farm kids around here that were tough as nails and shit got easier and their life got extended almost 100 years. Dude. It wasn't too long ago people were dying all day long in their 40s. No shit. I mean, you got to hand it to science a little bit that then innovation, American innovation, that, you know, people uh, have easier lives. But at the same time, it's making us fucking pussies too, right? It's that, that circle of life Joe Rogan talks about. Yeah, no shit. I, I mean... I can't tell you, like, even the car, the invention of the car, uh, set us back. You know why? Because men used to have to tame and train uh, wild fucking horses, and you know what? That's kind of a lost skill now. People still know how to do it, but it's not, like, a necessity to get from point A to point B, like a common thing. Like, you know how to mow your lawn, you know? It is a necessity not having horses in the middle of city streets shitting all over the place and urinating because they don't go to the bathroom, like in outhouses or toilets. You know what I mean? So if anything, that's why they allow. You know, the that's why they allow them in New York. The invention of cars. Well, you know, I think it's more of a show thing, but you know, the the invention of cars. I'm saying it already really smells like piss and shit. So why not? <laughs> So it is. Now you're just letting humans piss and shit everywhere. Exactly. But to your point, we don't want horse piss and horse shit all over the place. So we invent cars. And you yeah. know what? Guess what? Uh, we get healthier because we're not around fucking horse manure, you know, in our public streets. I mean, oh, the, the disease, the typhoids, the black plague, all that stuff comes from uncleanliness and sewage. Right. So I mean, focus on your fucking hygiene, people, and you won't get COVID. That's all I do. I mean, and then I know to people that I'm not obsessive about it at all. Like, I mean, I think your body has to actually have some sort of like, you know, your skin's got its own, um, how you say, uh, immunity to disease or what am i trying to say here put it this way if we were all that movie boy in the bubble if all of us were in our own bubble mm -hmm. none of us would be able to, to none of us and we stayed in that bubble for a couple of years mm -hmm. by the time we get out of that bubble our body has no defense anymore that's pretty much what i'm saying there's no immunity or uh, uh no challenge to your no challenge to your immune system to actually be proactive right so you don't build any defense, you know, like, I mean, if you don't wash your skin a little bit, you know, you do build a little bit of defense. And when you wash it with like soap, like a lot of soap has like antibacterial shit in it or like not even act antibacterial shit, but it's just like it just strips everything off. Right. Supposed to. Right. But that's not you don't want it to strip the good shit off either. Like I was told, actually, I learned this from Joe Rogan. Um. When you, you wrestle, like you sweat and you're on mats and shit, so it's really gross to fucking basically go home and not shower. I mean, you start to get like big zits and boils and they turn into staph infections if you don't take a shower, right? But sure. you can't you can't take you can't obsessively just 
wash yourself in Dawn soap or whatever every day. So there's this shit called tea tree oil soap, and it helps you keep that natural defense on your um, skin because it doesn't kill all the fucking good germs. Shit, I remember when I was caddying every day, I'd take a shower before I go to work, get to work. As soon as I was done, the first thing I do when I get home is take another shower. Yeah. I just, I, I don't like that sticky feeling with the sweat. You try to lift up your arm and it, part of your arm sticks to your fucking Well, shit, body. your body's body trying to like, you think of your body like a filter, right? Your body's trying to squeeze out all the alcohol from the <laughs> night before. You know what I mean? You start sweating, all the impurities go through your skin out your piss or through your shit well that's what i think i think i think that little white claw in the system is pushing all that shit out my hey my liver might be acting a little bit over overtime, but uh hey al- it gets it. alcohol kills everything yeah it's kind of like it, injecting yourself with bleach just have another beer <laughs> wow well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Shit, I'm not shitting you though. Like in the in the olden days, like fucking not that long ago, hundred years ago, if you had a fever. They'd like get you drunk on whiskey because it's alcohol. It's gonna kill the bacteria, that whatever's uh, you know, fucking with you. That's what they thought. But really, they'd pour, they'd pour moonshine over a bullet wound before they would pull it out. Right. Yeah. To like as a, as, an astri- as an astringent. Yeah. That's wild, right? I mean. Oh, alcohol was kind of the first anesthetic because they'd get you drunk before they'd operate on you because back then they didn't, you know, they didn't have pain pills. They didn't have any of that. You basically got drunk and, you know, and the real tough sons of bitches, they'd get stitched up and they wouldn't get drunk. You hear about cowboys and shit that do that stuff even today. It's wild. Imagine your face stitched up. No, I no remember, drugs. I remember the story of uh, Andre the Giant. Remember that professional wrestler? Oh, God, yeah. That guy would drink so much. Right. Like, he would literally drink a fifth and a half of vodka before he even felt anything. Mm-hmm. And they asked him. He had to go in for surgery one time, and the anesthesiologist was like, God, I've never had to somebody under that's this big and they're like well how many beers do you go through in a night and he goes oh, i don't know about 120 he's not joking he's not joking at all i mean this guy you'd put a you'd put a 24 ounce uh, you'd put a 12 ounce beer in his hand and it looked like he was holding a a, 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 a like a red bull uh yeah a little uh or, a little or, capsule or, of like those, medicine the, capsule or those little half half things of diet pepsi you know you can get the little half cans it's a shot glass to him pretty much i mean he'd take one two swallows the beer's gone he's drinking another there's a great interview with jake the snake roberts on the joe rogan podcast where he asked him about andre the giant and he said we had to drive andre right you heard this this it's a great story it's awesome he drove him in a van andre sat in the back of the van and just drank a case of beer and he thought, okay, we'll get a case, two cases of beer. He got two cases of beer. He thought, oh, Andre's going to share them with me. He drove. Andre didn't give him one. Within about an hour, Andre goes, pull over. Need more beer. More beer. What? You drink through? You drink all that? And he goes, pull over. <laughs> the best part of the story is Jake the Snake says he didn't even piss. Didn't even take a piss. He didn't even take a piss. I tell you, I don't know too many people who could be ogre from Revenge of the Nerds in a pacing contest, contest, but I guarantee you, the giant could. Probably, yeah. I think I don't think anybody would have beat him. And you know what? I used to think that, uh, like the WWF or whatever back then, I used to yeah. think, think that they would lie about people's height and weight and everything. Oh, they did. Uh, not Andre. Andre really was like five hundred and fifty no, pounds. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, but you had to compare everybody to Andre. Pounds. 600 pounds. I mean, think think about Hulk Hogan was the next big guy in there, and Andre had him by 200. Hogan is 6'8", or something like that. He's like, yeah, he's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he weighs 330-ish, you know, when he was full prime. And when he, when Andre the Giant handed over his reins that night at WrestleMania, I think it was WrestleMania 3, he came in the locker room and and... Hogan said back then, 
the only person that knew how the match was going to end was Andre the Giant. If he wanted to win, he won. If he wanted you to win, he, he let you win. But he came up to me that night in the locker room. He goes, he goes, Hulk, tonight I go up and I go up and you slap me down. You slap me down. So he told him to basically give him a, a body slam. And he said when he did that, he picked up Andre and he's getting ready to turn him. And as he turned him, he could feel parts of his back tear away. Parts of his muscles tear away. Yeah. And he slammed him, slammed him, jumped on him, one, two, three. And as soon as he did that, he said he went in the back and he he got worked on right away because he, he tore like his, uh, he either tore his lat or his, uh, he tore, he might have tore his lat and his bicep. I mean, could you imagine lifting up 550 pounds and then basically body slamming that? I mean, I don't care if you're only going 25 miles an hour. You drive a Mack truck into a wall. It's going to hurt something. You know, I mean, that's the equivalent of Andre's. Like, he's the Mack truck of a human being, and he's just, just a short fall of gravity is like, Killing. It could kill somebody. Could, could you imagine him being a football player and landing on the quarterback oh, after a sack? Oh my god, just falling on somebody would be terrible. Well like it, I it's very it's very rare you can say some people are too big for the NFL. Like I've wrestled guys like I weigh like hundred and eighty pounds or something like that. <clears throat> and I've wrestled guys that are like two fifty, you know. Uh one guy that was definitely three hundred. The guy that's 300 pounds had little technique, but if he got on top of you, fuck my you life. Go, oh you my can't God. go anywhere. You could barely breathe. You can't go anywhere. He just keeps you pinned. And once he started getting better at jujitsu, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, he was like a blue belt and like just laying on top of brown belts. Like, it was unbelievable. But anyway, um, it's not fun. And they don't got to do a lot to hurt themselves or other people it's like the old remember the cartoon guy no one wants to play with me what was that cartoon i don't remember but who cares i forget but he hurt everybody he played with that's why nobody wanted to play with him the abominable snowman or something like that i don't know his brother can't remember it's a cartoon but uh yeah like big things you know it's called big called, things hurt it's called physics there's not a big thing hurt. silver. Bullet. You know what? Little things hurt too. You know, the littlest thing I hear lately. What's that? This little squeaky voice coming from DC. I think she likes to refer to herself as AOC. Oh, the mousy, mousy girl. And she says, she says this rampant crime, uh, as far as smash and grab. Uh, the numbers just don't match. She doesn't believe it's happening as much as everybody's claiming it is. And I'm like, have you turned on the fucking TV lately? This is what your bail reform laws has done. You've already told people that you want to get them out of jail within 10 years. Everybody in jail with, out of jail within 10 years. And so they're like, oh, okay, so we committed crimes. You're letting us out, so I guess we can commit more. Yeah, I guess Walgreens came out and like said some shit like, Hey, bitch, you're wrong. Totally, because she used them as her point, and they're like, the CEO of Walgreens says, I don't know what AOC's talking about. Obviously, she doesn't understand a thing. Yeah, no shit. She's just, she, she lives in a, a little socialist uh, neighborhood in New York, and that's all she knows. You know what? She she's might not, say she never that, met a farmer. She, she, might, she might talk about climate deniers. Well, as far as I'm concerned, her and her old squad are crime are crime deniers. Yeah. They're denying every single crime. All the news things are trying to avoid any crime that doesn't impeach, that doesn't try to take away something that they've been working on. That's why the whole Kyle Rittenhouse trial was so important, because it really wasn't about him. It was more about our Second Amendment right. Our rights. Exa our right. Exactly. And. And they wanted him to be the, uh, the, 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 the sacrificial lamb that they would just hold up there. And, and thank God those jurors use the law. And that's the weird thing is, you know how the left always wants to 
redefine words and our constitution isn't a it, it's a living constitution they do all this bullshit so they can be like well it's designed to change and it's like well no once you change a word into something else that's called slang the original word of the the original meaning of the word still exists you're just using it in a different term it's like you know anything that they use they try to just manipulate it to where now that's normal language and it's like, it's like how about yeah how, man how about, that shit's sick it's like they want us to but learn it means it's Latin good or something else it's like no we have english let's you know we have english all of our laws are in english and okay. english has a definite meaning in the webster's dictionary can i tell you and something you guys can i tell you something though don't get hung up on what the definition of a word is because I think the real thing is just like read between the lines, the read through the bullshit, just because they're using different words doesn't mean you should just be automatically confused because it doesn't match your definition. Just You can tell by their intent and how they deliver whatever the fuck they're saying, if they're full of shit or not. You know what I'm saying? You know, when someone's full of shit. Well, yeah. Like all those people that talk about the Russia collusion. Yeah, exactly. Or- Full of yeah, shit. That, that was that was kind of weird. That was kind of oh, and then Hunter Biden, uh, Hunter Biden's uh, laptop doesn't exist, and then uh, oh, it was stolen from him. You should give it back. Okay. And then it, I mean, it's like, well, we got it now, and we've been looking at it, and unfortunately, there's a lot of illegal shit on here. Not just counting the drug use that he video and filmed himself doing, but also all the prostitution. Oh, and don't forget all the. Uh, money that's going their way it's kind of unique why do you think russia is targeting ukraine why do you think they're targeting ukraine because they know the biden's have to do something because the ukraine has been basically in biden's back pocket forever they're homies right they've been paying them money they've been paying his son money for years mm-hmm. and russia's basically saying all right let's see if you're a pussy or not right because, like I said earlier, they already moved seventy-five to ninety thousand troops on the Ukraine border there, and they're planning to up that up to one hundred and seventy total thousand. And you know what? They will invade uh, just to press our limits because they've done it before. Um, they're fucking with our satellites. So is China. China, China. China blew up a satellite in space to test their technology. And it's not just blowing up a satellite. Whoop-de-doo, big, good job. But now you got all that floating debris that is aimlessly wandering through our orbit. Space trash. That That is space trash that's most likely going to make contact with other satellites or just all of a sudden just come back down to our atmosphere, maybe it burns up, maybe it hits a house, who knows, you know, it's like, but I mean, they're, everybody's definitely testing, you know, this wouldn't happen under Trump. Hell no. Hell fucking no. People you know, were tired of the mean tweets, so what they got now is a pussy. What's they that? got a pussy in the warehouse, and Kamala Harris, everybody in her staff is leaving her. You hear that? Yeah, uh, well, top advisors leaving vice presidents like she's left and right because they don't want their careers to be stained with her name and she is a bully in her whole thing she won't get anything done she doesn't she hasn't got anything done i don't know could you imagine being a speech writer for her you would say a couple of lines for her speech and then just say okay cackle and laugh the rest of the way there you go that girl and you got to believe some wacky ass shit to be writing speeches for her well i mean really you're gonna change everything into a racist point or a climate change point that's all they got now and the thing is it is it is on their last tether they have their last tether to their lifeboat which is which i mean it's embarrassing living in washington that we got this new arena that's a beautiful arena that used to be where the seahawks play and now they call it climate pledge arena what the fuck does that mean does that mean everything that's Everything that's made up of and above, you're going to donate to climate things. What's a climate change uh, arena? What yeah. the fuck? And I thought, I thought hockey guys were real guys. They ain't pussies. How did they let this happen? They don't have a say. 
Well, they should and change that fucking thing as soon as possible before people actually start calling it that. I, I still call it Key Arena. I'd rather, with them call, being called the Kraken, I'd still rather be call, called the Crack House. Well, it would suit, wait, it would wait, suit wait, Seattle better. But, well, that's a different arena, isn't it? it they don't, Kraken don't play out of uh, the old Key. I won't even call it the Climate Pre- Pledge. I, it's, it's, key, it's, it's the Seattle Coliseum. Is what it's what originally called. It's a joke. The Seattle Supersonics used to play there. I watched the very last game before fuckhead from Starbucks sold them to that dude in Oklahoma. Oh, and they ran away. The oh, the the thunder. Yeah, and they lied to us too. They uh, the CEO the, whole time. the CEO of Starbucks. I forget his name. He's everybody knows. Swartz. Swartz. Yes. Something Swartz. Swartz. Kenny G's buddy. Yeah. Well, he's. He said that uh, part of the deal was if he sells it to them, they're not going to move the team because everybody got worried that they're going to move the team. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to move the team. I mean, there's like videos of it. And then all of a sudden, the team gets ripped out and moved to the Thunder because they had a couple bad years. They traded. Sean Kemp. He, he went in there. The guy, the guy who bought, and that's that is horrible. They ruined a great legend's career. Thank God he's still in the area and he's doing other things and he's doing great. But they traded him when he should have been a franchise retiree all day long. Him and Gary Payton should have played here their entire careers. I mean, that was the glove and the rain man. That Gary, was Gary our, tried. Was, Gary tried. He, he, but you know, it was. Seattle's franchise was going nowhere, and especially when it got sold. He instead of going to the Thunder, he went to the Lakers. So he's at least in the West Coast and stuff. But Sean Kemp got traded because he really kind of became a fat cow. Like after our tangle with the um, Bulls, after that, like two years, three years later, they're like, uh, Sean's kind of washed up. He's doing a lot of cocaine, getting in trouble. He's got like seven fucking kids from, you know, eight different wives. However, that works. So he's, out. Like, so, so he's like every other NBA player, right? But you know, so Seattle got rid of him, and that was kind of the end of the era of that. And they've got rid of the team, and that was my favorite. I grew up watching that and the Mariners, and that was it. And that was my childhood. It's gone. Thanks, asshole. He, Thanks, Starbucks. He was so electrifying, Sean Kemp. Oh, his dunks still. were his dunks were the fucking shit. Like the probably one of the best dunkers, power dunkers ever. He was well, his speed, yeah, for he, that tall and that speed, he was amazing. Yeah, the dynamic reaction, or the dynamic movement this guy could have, and then he'd be like, you know how Marshawn when he dived in for that touchdown, grabbing his dick, like ah, oh, and he flipped off everybody. Well, Kemp used to do that shit. He'd grab his grab his dick over Michael Jordan's face, and he's like, eat this bitch. Why he's like just oh, no. fucking tomahawking and fucking. Sean Kemp was the man. He was a wild man. So was Gary. Gary is probably one of the greatest shit talkers in NBA history. Oh yeah, he was. But anyway, he was. Well, everybody, everybody back in that era were the best shit talkers when it comes to to basketball. So now, I mean, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, Jordan will even tell you, Larry Bird. Everybody in the NBA that played with Larry Bird will say Larry Bird was the number one shit talker. Period. He would Larry Bird would be like he was so good. He would go up to the other team and because it was always the best guy on the team pretty much guarding him. And he goes, he goes, oh, you're guarding me tonight. Okay, well, I'm just letting you know my next shot's going to be right over at that three point line, and I'm going to do it right in your face. And then he'd get the ball and <laughs> he'd, he'd make the three pointer, and he'd be like, see, I told you. And he make sure you tell your mama about that time too. I told you I was going to do it, and I did it. And then he would go down court. You know, he was the biggest shit talker. Love it ever. Ever little guy from in a uh, little white guy from Indiana, Dennis Leary. You know, angry Irish Dennis Leary. He's got this great Rob Leary. He's got this great bit where he's like, If you don't know about the Celtics and the big 3 3, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's such a Boston guy. I love his song, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Maybe we should uh use that as a podcast intro or outro one day. I forgot about that song. I think we should do it on an outro after we just smear everybody. We'll do it and on this one. The outro, I'm an asshole. We'll do it on this one.
Um, and then speaking of sports, uh, did you see that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar basically told LeBron James to stop being a little bitch? Actually, yeah. told, he told him to stop being childish. Respect Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Lou motherfucking Alcindor. He right now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the godfather right now of basketball. Oh, totally. I mean, he is. It was no, but it, it, Jerry West and Kareem, then probably Magic or Bird, Jordan. Kobe, but unfortunately Kobe's not here with us anymore. What a hell of a player. What a great person that guy was. Let's just hope that, you know, MJ or Allen Iverson outlives fucking LeBron or something. I don't know. I'm not wishing LeBron death, but like that guy, I hope he doesn't even make the Hall of Fame. They should treat him like Pete Rose and ban him forever for being too much of a political douchebag. Well, he has... He has He's a he racist. Has he doesn't he, like... He, he hates white people. He has talent. That obviously shows. Uh, in my opinion, he ain't anything short of a bully. He's totally a bully. And... Uh, I always like where he says, oh, you're coming at me. Well, you shouldn't come at me because I come from a very educated background. You don't know shit you're talking about. How about talk about the shit you get paid for millions upon millions every year, those little Nike contracts, and go over there and fly over there and see those people making your shoes. Those those Uyghurs, those people that are imprisoned in China, <laughs> I'm sure they're putting together some of your laces or some of the soles on your feet. And... You're okay with that, but then you come to our country, which has allowed you the freedom and the opportunity to, through capitalism, to make a lot of money, and then you just shit on your entire country. Yeah. I mean, I mean playing a, a professional sport, God bless you if you can do it, but it is not, that does not make you a fucking hero by any stretch. It just... It shows you play a fucking sport. It's an example of what human potential could be, but that not 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 in the realm of thought. We're talking about physical abilities, so just shut the fuck up. You you live differently. You know, you got money, uh you when you show up to work, yeah, you're working hard, you go to practice, you got a coach, you take everything serious, you're eating right, you're a professional athlete, okay? It's not fucking easy to take care of yourself like a professional athlete. It's a full-time fucking job. But you know what? There's people out there that work in factories every day and they work 10-hour shifts with two 15-minute breaks because that's the state minimum and they make, you know, in Kansas probably $7 an hour. You know, here in here in Washington it's 15, but you know what? People that were getting paid 20 and then it went to 15, do you think those people that were making 20 got a raise? These business with businesses had to basically go from what a ten, eleven dollar minimum to like a fifteen jump in just like a year or two, and expect to, you know, it, oh, it's just cost of business. Uh, labor's labor's labor. I mean, like you can't, you need, you can't short, you can't short labor. Like you can't have less than two people in your store. And if you had two people in your store, you guys would be fucked. You asked any employer two things what's the most cost to run your business and they'll always say employees yeah and when things get time to cut what's the, what's the easiest thing to cut employees yeah nowadays nowadays if you want you could replace them with robots which amazon i think amazon replaced a lot of employees with robots. That's why it's okay. It's easy for them. Not only are they a multi-billion dollar corporation, but it's a lot easier for a big company like that to buy, invest in robots, and then pay the other workers $15 to uh, make everything look good. You know what I mean? It's all about making things look good. If you're worth... Amazon, you're worth, Amazon Warehouse is a great example of that. Put it this way. If you're worth your weight, at any job, that employer would re would gladly pay you, and in some cases, would pay you more if you ask. But the thing is, is that you have to first be that employee. You have to be that good employee. You know what I mean? Right. It's like show the show 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 that you're putting in the work, the d discipline to get better gotta, at what what I'm teaching you. 
Because it's, 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 it's an investment for the employer, too, because if they're wasting their time teaching you and you don't give a fuck, you know, they got it's it's a two way street. You got to be hungry to get a paycheck and, you know, follow, you know, fall in line at a job or you work for yourself. But it's a give and take because the employer is investing their time into you at the same time when they could be doing other things. And if you decide to go quit, like, let's say in two months or three months or six months, you know, they really didn't get anything out of that. It was kind they of wasted a, their time. a net loss. Even, even you know they paid you and they got nothing out of it. So but that's where that's where I feel comfortable in my business is that I'm in sales, so I can look at my stuff every day, every week, every month, and then at every year, I I not only grade myself but my employer grades me, and that's whether or not I get a raise, that's whether or not I get a bonus, that's whether or not I do anything, you know, and you know, but the thing is you got to be productive. You got to perform. You got to be like those athletes that most of us idolize or a lot of people idolize that are on the floor. You know, they, it, it's like uh, baseball. The thing I like about baseball is that baseball is all about statistics. Baseball is, is the one sport that's all about statistics. What's your, what's your, uh, 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 runs batted in. What's that average? What's your uh, uh, getting on base average? What's your You're looking uh, for patterns? Uh, what's your error, errors average? What what do, you, what do you do? And the funny thing is, the guy who who hits uh, uh, two eighty nine for a batting average, and the guy that hits three hundred, he's hitting he's hitting eleven point eleven percent point eleven percent better, and all of a sudden that guy gets. Two million, three million extra a year because of that stat. You know what I mean? He's hitting one because, one extra ball out of like fucking forty than you. That's small of a difference. Is, but he does. He does. And you can rely on that. That's what stats are for to rely on. And it's the same thing that it's amazing. Like police, police, police departments, all that. They have to look at stats. Correct. Okay. Correct. This guy, this guy created, this guy has no record, doesn't commit much crime. He, he got a, a DUI or whatever, you know, be careful. And then you got the other, you're profiling, profiling right now. <laughs> no, but the other thing is then you got a guy that, okay, he's been arrested 16 times. Right. I don't even, I don't even care his race or any of that. He's been arrested 16 fucking times. And, uh, then he gets caught in a smash, smash and grab or, or a uh, grand theft auto because, you know, you guys kept letting him go this whole time. So now he's upped his game and now he's really become a criminal that will actually hurt people. All of a sudden from running into stores with a garbage bag, now he's running to cars with a gun. Well, what's you happening, what's happening is, anything. you know, the government is encouraging victim behavior. You know, like uh, put, get on unemployment. Okay, now you're bored and you're stuck inside and you got nothing to do. So you know, you spend your money and go cause havoc because you're people. You're humans have to be pro- proactive. People have to be active. People have to feel like they're commu- com- contributing something to their family or whatever they they feel strongly about. And the thing is, if you take that away, if you take away their jobs, jo- take away their jobs. They can't get a fucking job. If they get a job, they have to get a jab. And if they get a job in a government and your family doesn't get the jab, then you're going to get fined. It's like, no. Well, <laughs> I like I said, okay. I am fully prepared to work remotely. I mean, I would love to work with humans again, but it just doesn't seem like that's in my cards because I choose not to get vaccinated. Um, so... This podcast is kind of it, you know. Uh, we put a lot of effort into it, and we've gotten a lot of good encouragement. So, like, fuck, you know, just over the weekend, uh, we gained, I don't know, about 12 new followers on uh, Spotify. That's that's good for us, you know. I mean, we're obviously saying some stuff that's striking a nerve, and I personally enjoy bringing up these points 
because if uh, it's because of listeners is the reason why we keep talking about this stuff. It obviously pisses me and digs off, but like, my God, if it wasn't like for other like-minded people getting together and fighting back, what the fuck would we do with this country? Like, I mean, we've got a tool here with our voice to talk about these things where some people either just don't know how to technically do it or they're too afraid. Us together are neither of those. So what I would what I would like to say is that me and you got some surprise for our listeners in the next coming episodes, probably at a hundred plus. But there was one comment that I'm not going to tell you who said it, but he said we got some feedback from a from a friend. He, he said I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen. Podcast 100. We'll 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 have his uh, his his uh, contribution on some testimonial. But he also said. You know what? In America, you know what? You're born with two middle fingers, and you got to keep those things cocked and loaded every day and use them. God gave you two once middle in a while. Fingers. You got Once in a while, you got to tell people fuck off. It's okay to do that. You know, I mean, this is what makes America great: is that uh, liberals like to be the first in trying to like, hey, I'm going to be the first one to cut my dick off. I'm going to be the first one to take it in the butt. I'm going to be the first one to, I don't know, take this crazy drug that uh, is called fentanyl. Like, and I'm going to try to expand my mind with it. I'm going to try and live off the government. All this shit, right? It's all weakness. What uh, we need to do is live out of the non-victim mentality. We're not victims. You know, we all have choice and we have the right uh, to the pursuit of happiness. I can't tell you what yours is, and you can't tell me what mine is. But I'll tip my hat to you, and those conservatives over here, we're just trying to, like, not do the drugs or take it in the butt first. We're going to see how you liberals handle that, and we'll decide if that's cool or not, because that's what we do. We're conservatives. We let others fuck up first and then decide if it's good or not. You know the nice thing about being conservative? Just because you're a conservative doesn't mean you're a Republican. You can be a conservative liberal. You can be a conservative Republican. You could be a conservative Democrat. Conservative means you're just patient. You're, 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 you're waiting to see actual stats come in that actually make sense. Facts. You are and fact facts based. on that. Why waste money on something that doesn't make sense? And that's the whole thing is that you can be a conservative liberal all conservative means is that, hey, hold on, let's just take our time. I mean, your kid's only like four, but you want to give him hormone blockers because you think he wants to be a princess or vice versa. It's like, no, 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 no. Cons- no conservatives I are even, doing that. I, I thought I was Superman when I was four. I was trying to jump off of fucking ledges and my dad had to catch me. And climbing, what are you doing? I was, I was like, I was going to. I was going to fly. And he goes, you can't fly. And I would cry. I'm like, my mom would be like, why are you crying? And I'm like, dad told me I can't fly. And he, she goes, well, you can't unless you're in an airplane, you know? Right. But I realized, Hey, I can't fly. Thank God. My dad pulled me away from the ledge. So I didn't break a leg or an arm or a neck jump off. And then, and, but now people are saying, Oh, if you feel like a little girl and you're four, Let's go ahead and get these things rolling. Let's get you on those those blockers. Let's get your you know testosterone down. Let's do all this. So what are you doing? You're making men that are biologically born men weaker, more frail, more less to deal with things that come up to them. Because I don't tell you right now, it doesn't look like there's a lot of safe spaces out there when you go shopping right now and there's there's shootings at the Tacoma mall. There's fucking smash and grabs everywhere. Every time I go to work, the first time I have, every time I clock in, I'm like, okay, who's in the store and who's coming in the store that I'm going to have to watch later. Not even part. It's not, shouldn't even be part of my job. My job should be servicing and helping the customers that are there to get help. Not watching people that are probably trying to steal. One thing I think that needs to happen is, um, we need to, Stop questioning. Bell reform, needs, bell reform needs to be reinstated. What reform? Bell reform. $950. Uh, 
No, if you still, you got to, the whole thing that fucked us up from the get-go is that they raised theft to $950, so it's a misdemeanor rather than a felony. So by the time the cop gets done writing the paperwork after he arrests somebody for that misdemeanor, he's already out of jail before the ink dries on the paper he just wrote on. Right. So you're just letting people out of this revolving door and they're just going out doing the same shit every fucking day because that's what they do. They're criminals. Criminals do crim crime criminal things. It's not like they're getting out of work and like, oh, thank God you let me out of work so I can pick up my kid from daycare and then go to work. No, they don't have a job. They're going out to, they would rather not have a job and steal from other people who are working hard and then sell their shit on the online. I mean, it's just, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't stealing bread. You ain't stealing baby food. You ain't stealing bottles. You're stealing Gucci bags and necklaces. Right. You know what I mean? You're stealing stuff and if, worth money because you think that uh, people that, you know, sell luxury things, fuck them. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't need it. They don't need the money. They're not going to hurt. The, they got you, insurance. Do you, know the, do you know the newest trend that's coming on? I just saw this today. Just today. There are people being followed. This happened in L.A. They got done with the L.A. the LA Rams game or whatever game they went and saw. He got in his car with his wife and his son or whatever and drove back home. He was followed, not realizing he was followed. As soon as he pulls up and his car gets out, these other two guys get out of their car park their car, get out, and they're walking up with police wear on them. These are people that are criminals wearing police shirts, police logoed type of thing. It looks official. They go up to the guy at the front door, pistol beat him and his son, and then steal from him. So the trend is thieves are now following people from sporting events or when they get done shopping at the mall following them to their house and then robbing them as soon as they get home. That's fucking crazy. They, they know that they're drinking or something like that. So no, take, it makes take sense. Advantage of them. No, no, no. These guys, they take, they get them right as they're walking in the front door. Oh, just like not, the, the doors, not, the doors open, rush them. No, the door's not even open. They're walking up to the door. They walk out with guns and say, you better get your ass in there and give me everything you've got, or I'm going to kill your wife or your son. Fuck. I mean, seriously, you should see the video of this guy getting fucking his kid or his friend, whatever it was, just getting beat the shit out of at his his own front door. With two Second Amendment can't say it more. No, but it's scary that these guys are actually wearing police attire. So, so if anything, well, anybody, any you, asshole can you, get a tack vest on Amazon, you know, and make and kind of look like a cop. No, but the thing is, that is a huge crime that needs to be prosecuted immediately. Yeah. Impersonating a cop. Well, yeah, that's exactly it, that's exactly how uh, Ted Bundy. That's exactly how Ted Bundy uh, murdered a whole bunch of his victims, posing as a police officer. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, if they catch the guy, they should definitely multiply whatever the offense is based upon, you know, abusing people's trust and, you know, the police's uniform. You know, fuck yourself, man. To 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 basically, you know, hold people host, hey, hostage over their fucking shit, their possessions. Hey, since, we're, since we're talking about imposters, I'd like to bring up uh, Juicy Smollett. I don't know who that is. Jesse Smollett, the actor who uh, from uh, Empire, who uh, said he got he hired those two guys. They wore mega hats, poured bleach on them, and, and then gave him a rope. They didn't put the rope around his neck. He put the rope around his neck later, and then he called the cops. That's a huge case going on in Chicago. I'm unaware. So tell me more. So ju juicy Smollett, it's a huge thing. You, dude, if you watch any of the uh, 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 De Chappelle, the last De Chappelle special, he talked about juicy Smollett. Oh yeah, juicy's the transgender comic, right? No, 
No. He's an actor that's black and gay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I call him Juicy Smollett, but his name is Jesse Smollett. Okay. He's a Canadian-Italian, Canadian-Italian type of actor or something. Anyway, he was getting paid a hundred plus thousand an episode for Empire. He was seeing all this stuff going on. He went to Subway. He set this up. They did a rehearsal run. He's an actor, so he's all about rehearsals. He hired these two guys that were actually working in some con- some way with either him or Empire the show. And they're two of these big bodybuilders. They're both black guys, too. I think they're Nigerian brothers or, you know, whatever. And uh, Jesse Smollett wrote him a check for $3,500, gave him $100 to go get the rope, the bleach. Originally, he wanted gasoline poured on him. And then he said, I don't want gasoline poured on me because uh, just pour bleach on me. So I want you to act like you're beating me up. Don't really beat me up. Wear those red mega hats. Uh, pour bleach on me and then yell at me saying, this is mega country. How is Chicago? So it's fake. How is Chicago mega country? Yeah. So he went to the police. It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. The attorney, uh, the district district attorney, the prosecutor, dropped charges with him because I think there was a certain phone call from like Michelle Obama or somebody that said, hey, let's just sweep this under the rug. Well, she tried to. I forget her name, but her last name's Fox. And she's an African-American district attorney, which I could care less either way. But the thing is, they were trying to let this guy off. This guy, with him claiming it, with it got such huge spotlight news. Uh, cops work overtime. They estimated that they cop pay. They spent about $150,000 on cop pay just to go after his hoax crime when they could have been in Chicago, which is not that friendly of a city going after real crimes. And he's now he's saying that he was set up by the brothers. How are you set up by the brothers when you pay him $3,500? You paid him. And then, yeah. And you were the victim in the crime. How did you volunteer for that? He's trying to pay him 3,500 and say, don't beat me up too hard. I just want it to look right. It needs to look right. And they showed a video of Smollett when the cops, because he didn't call the cops immediately. He called the cops when he got back to his apartment with a Subway tuna sandwich because he went 2 o'clock in the morning in sub-freezing temperatures in Chicago. He needed to go get his tuna sandwich from Subway. So he comes back and the cops come in. And so the cops are taking a statement and the cop noticed that he still has that noose around his neck, which was a little noose. And he goes... uh, uh, you can take that noose off if you want. And Jesse Smollett was just like, oh, I just wanted you to see what they did. So he takes it off. And then today, he actually took the stand. And I'm just sitting there going, this guy, just for what he did, the the reigning time he should spend in prison, I think, is like three years. Falsifying a, a police re- report, all the stuff he's done. It's if he's convicted of all of it, it could be like a three-year sentence. He won't serve but, three years. But, but well, that's the thing. He's it's called plea he's bargaining. Hollywood, he's Hollywood elite. I don't think they should plea bargain shit. I think they should set an example that hey, if you're gonna do this shit, and I don't care who you are, I don't care who your connections are, you're going to jail. Well, hopefully they have a conservative prosecutor. Where where did this happen in Chicago? So probably not. Yeah. No. That's like saying uh, they have. Like that, there's a conservative prosecutor in in uh, fucking San Francisco. Come on, right? I mean, what an asshole! Like he turned on his friends and then like, okay, they they do this thing together. He'd be like, hey, me, you, and Muncie are gonna go do this thing and make it look a certain way, and then we get in trouble for it. And I'm like, no, fuck them. They put me up to it. You guys would be like, what? Well, the brothers even asked him. They're like, you're not gonna go to the police with this and he goes no i just want publicity i just want publicity i'm not going to file charges why would i file charges against you guys i hired you basically is you know but no he told the brothers specifically he wasn't gonna uh uh uh, get the police involved but of course that happened and jesse smollett like a little kid you know when a little kid lies you remember when you were a kid and you lied oh i lied 
and then and then was your not, your mom your, your mom's like hey i know you're lying stop lying and i'll i'll let you you know you can have dinner and you keep lying you keep lying you you're you're you're, you're tripling you're doubling down tripling down on your lie then she just goes all right fine no dinner for you tonight go to bed go to your room you know that's what they need to do with some of these people yeah you know you said it right a long time ago like a lot of people don't have fucking fathers so they like just don't that we're never guided by like you know a a masculine figure so like they've been coddled to their whole fucking life so they act like this this is exactly the the prescription america or the 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 itis america has now is that we've been given participation trophies you know everybody's a winner your feelings are respected your your feelings are valid yeah sure they're valid but they may not be based off of fact so like i mean like that stupid bitch that got the mob to chase Kyle Rittenhouse with the angry mob saying that he murdered Rosenbaum. Uh, you know, people act off of emotion a little too easy. That's not based off of any fact. And, uh, I think we need to stop questioning ourselves and start trusting ourselves a little bit more. And I'm not saying close your ears, but just close them to, just don't keep them open to everything. Just trust yourself. Oh, okay. Well, put it this way. Put it this way. Maybe people's ears are too closed in some cases. Maybe they need to open sure. their ears a little bit. Because even though I'm a conservative, I listen to CNN. I listen to everything because I got I to gotta listen to that stuff to really interpret how I felt about their conversation. Like the whole Chris Como thing. Chris Como, bye-bye. Oh, you're a piece of shit, and they just figured that out. How about that Tubin guy that was on CNN that masturbated during a Zoom call because he thought they were taking a break, and he just figured he was at his desk and to finish one off. They let him go for a little bit and brought him back. You think you think that would happen at Fox News? Seriously, you 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 think you think a, a brother helping out his governor brother and uh, finding using your your. Uh, uh, connections in the media and reporting to try to find dirt on these people. What happened to believe women, believe all women. What, what, whoa, you don't believe women when it's against a Republican, but oof, I don't know if you re- believe all women when it comes to, uh, allegations against a Democrat, yeah. you know, and I'm just saying, if you're going to have an opinion about something, listen to both sides. And like you said, Make your own decision. Make your own make decision. Make your own decision. Can I, can, I ask you, can I ask you to make your own decision on um, a message we got on Instagram? It's, it's a pretty, it's pretty, I want to hear your reaction to this person, okay? Because. Captain's ready. So what I do to gain our following on Instagram, I follow people that are posting about Trump stuff and stuff that we talk about, right? So I, we have a lot of people we follow. You see a crazy amount of people we follow because that's how we get a lot of our information or at least I do. So I did follow whoever I don't give a fuck. And then in turn, if you know, a good percentage of them follow us back because we do our show and it's good. So, so what's the question? So the guy goes like this, he goes, hello, I have absolutely no clue why you would follow me. And I am a Metis Canadian liberal gay transgender autistic punk teenager which as i have seen looking at your page you are against i can guarantee that i do not believe in your neo-nazi anti-vaxxer racist and anti-lgbtq2ia plus bullshit and i don't really want a bunch of middle-aged white men who think that they cannot openly cannot middle-aged white men who think because they cannot be openly disgusting to every minority they see makes them oppressed not to mention it's creepy goodbye and then they send me a that was at 6 59 a.m at 201 p.m so unfollowing me would be great for the best you know what how about you just unfollow me and stop posting in trump stuff anyway 
Which, all he's all, all that person said, transgender, whatever he wants to go by, I I don't know. It sounds like it, it sounds like you have a lot of mental issues when you judge people because he all he said is he looked at our 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 just our, our page when we our page right our page. He didn't listen to anything we said. I I don't so he, I don't he, say anything about neo Nazis, them, whatever. I am an anti vaxxer I am not a racist. I'm not an anti LGBTQ. I'm I well I kind of am. You're, the thing is, you're not an anti vaxxer Neither am I. We're not anti vaxxers If you want to get the vaccine and you feel comfortable for it, go for it. Don't tell me what to fucking do. We're that doesn't make I'm, me an anti vaxxer I'm definitely not a neo Nazi uh, or a racist. I mean, see, see what I said earlier. That all they got is go to racist when, or climate when, change, when, or when they or you you're, you can't you're not a, a tolerable person because you don't when, like black people when, or gay people. When they don't have any argument, there's no discussion. It just goes straight to ism. Any ism they can put on an end of a word: racism, sexism, misogynist, this and that. Jesus Christ! How, the, how? What happened to the good old days where, like, you actually listen to somebody talk for a minute, and then I mean, it's like all these protests with uh, uh, Jordan Peterson and and uh, and uh, the little little guy from uh, uh, Daily Wire. I mean, uh, Ben Shapiro. I mean, you, you're you're canceling these people because you think you know what they say, but you won't even go into the stadium. You won't even go into the conference room and listen to them and then have your turn because all these guys from the Daily Wire always have open mics. Michael Knowles, everybody. And if you don't agree with them, you talk to them about it afterwards and they address it and they go on to the next person. Or like everybody else, don't fucking listen to them. Do you listen to Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and, you know, fucking AOC? I do. I do listen to them because I need to hear what they say in order for me to figure out how to talk about why what they said is is. I just take I just take I just take people that are are trying to do extreme things, you know, with a grain of salt. You know, like if you're extremely all in one way, you know, like you still have to have some skepticism. Like I love Donald Trump. I think he's the greatest American president of all time. Do I think he's a pure person a, a great spirit no he's a he's a uh he's get it done at all costs nobody's feelings are at play or you know he doesn't care about hurting feelings he doesn't care about he's all about improving his personal brand or at least getting it out there in any way he possibly can i mean the guy was on the cover of playboy magazine okay does you know any any u.s president that was on the cover of playboy magazine i don't maybe jay all i know Maybe JFK, but I don't. I doubt it. All I know is that he said the truest statement ever when he says, "They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way." And the thing is, if we haven't realized for four years all this Russia collusion, all this bullshit, all this other shit, all this shit, all they were doing was bullying our guy. So you bully our guy all the time, and then. And then we sit there and we're like, oh, well, you know, and they even had doctors come on CNN and be like, ah, just by looking at Donald Trump on TV doesn't seem mentally fit. How the fuck do you know? Have you looked at his blood pressure? Have you have you gave him any sort of tests that his doctor does that, you know, I mean, you're just making a general uh, observation from your professional stance, which you have no data to back. You know what I mean? So all you are is smearing somebody. So when you're smearing somebody, doesn't that make you a bully? And the whole thing about this left is they wanted to stop the, this bullying thing, this bullying thing. And then and then uh, uh, Melania Trump, when she was in office, with when she was a first lady with Trump, one of the things that she wanted to stop was online bullying. And you had bitches like Joe, Joy Reid and, and Joy Behar and all the joys in the world that don't have any joy in their heart and whoopee whoopee that doesn't sound like funny and and, and any and she hasn't been funny since sister act i like that movie by the way but <laughs> but the thing is who really is the bully who really is a bully who really is supporting antifa who really isn't supporting well, these people that like to go into towns and burn them to the ground i'm reading this thing from this very upset 
uh, Instagram follower or person we followed, you know, and I'm, I'm reading it in my head. I'm like, where, why would you express so much hate to someone you don't even know just because they followed you on Instagram? Yeah, I would like to invite this person on the podcast to state their case so we can just red, I want we'll, we'll red I want. pill them. I wouldn't. You know exactly what that person would do? That person would come on, be closed-minded from the get-go. And not even not American. Even, He's from Canada. Not even, not even, just closed-minded from the get-go. And then uh, they would say their spurt and, and end it and said, that's all I have to say, and they'd hang up. They wouldn't have a conversation. They don't want a conversation. They don't want a conversation because they know they could lose. Well, if they want to have a conversation, I'm, the, they door, don't want the a door conversation. is open. Diggs is, Diggs has already written you off, but that's okay. All I got to say he is probably he probably, deser- he probably deserves don't. to be written off after a message like that. There are certain people in life you just don't waste any of your time with because it's nonproductive. And I, I wish the best for that person. I hope they live a long, healthy, and happy life and find a lot of friends and and, and, and meaning in life. But right now this person has no meaning in life other than hate. Can I give, a, even... can I give a couple shout outs where people are actually doing the right thing on Instagram for us? Like, let's be a little more positive. Yeah. Let's be positive. I want to give a shout out to, uh, Leslie Ann. Uh, let's see. What is her Twitter handle? Uh, lesser boo 45 L E S S E R B O O four five. She sends me like, um, these awesome articles in messenger like dms them to me like almost daily and i can't think of is enough that the, is those the ones you send me every now and then yeah so Diggs gets them too <laughs> leslie and we appreciate it uh let's see there was some other one i wanted to give a quick shout out who is a another contributor to the show uh shout out to nick DePaulo. shout out to nick DePaulo for just being the leader in uh uh, being a not com- up with shit. being a conservative comedian is a tough tough game, but he's doing it uh, admirably. I'd uh, like to give a shout out to oh man, I get so many things in here. Um, I would like to tell everybody, but uh, anybody that sends us anything on Instagram, I know a lot of people are listening to us that way. I know a lot of people, um, new listeners, uh, are picking us up from Getter. Get everyone Trump train ready. Getter, the new uh, social media from Trump. Uh, That's been cool. So uh, you can follow me there. I'm on there. My handle is BS5966. So bullshit5966. You can follow me there. Uh, Diggs isn't on the social media, and I don't blame him. I won't. It's, I haven't been on my Facebook account in three years. Yeah. So you kind of get it. The only reason I do these things is to promote our show, you know, because I think the the juice of like what makes what we care about, we talk about on this podcast. So we don't really put too much out on social media, but, you know, liking and following the, the uh, show on Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple or however the hell you listen to us, that really helps us out. And it bonds us all together. This podcast is starting to turn into like a fraternity of people that uh, if you've been on it, you know, like we're all connected in a way. So uh, soon after the end of this year, we will have uh, start scheduling interesting guests, hopefully, uh, and still bring our friends on for commentary. I mean, we we still got some people to catch up to uh, before the year's over. And... Um, I don't know. Things are going to start changing for the better because uh, obviously I can't work as an audio audio uh, engineer ever again on stage because all these contests, liberal uh, musicians won't allow me to. Uh, so if you know any country artists that need an audio tech, I might be interested. But I'd rather do this podcast, to be honest with you, and have you, have those guys on. I would love to interview some country musicians. Who are some people you'd like to have on the show? Like, I mean, just... You said Jordan Peterson, like that would be cool. Jesse Waters, who else you got? Ooh, if you're talking uh, country singers, yeah. Oh God, uh, Chicken Fried, that guy. Zach Brown. Zach Brown. There's this other guy. Well, psh, other guy. Well, we're just gonna have to figure out on the next podcast because you know what, Diggs, we are out of time. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. 
following us. We had a uh, great uh, response from everybody over the weekend. So thank you, thank you. And uh, hit that follow button on Spotify. It helps us out big time. And uh, follow us on Instagram before they cancel us again. That's uh, at totallycorrupt.live. Uh, at totallycorrupt.live is also our website. And if you want to give us a shout, 206 399-5063 you can leave us a voicemail uh, and potentially get played on the show Uh, that's 206-399-5063 we love you we'd love to hear from you peace everybody bye now